0: Greetings, Okay, so
1: to bring it to a weird tangent, in a tangent, within a tangent. Skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome, twosome, Mike Mike and and Jeremy. We are Fans of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. All right. I'm glad that you're Jeremy again.
0: Yeah, I can't do Jer-Bear.
1: I was texting Lauren last night because it was the the last drive-in and she, she mentioned, how's Jer-Bear? <laughs> I was like, oh man, it's catching on. No. So, how you doing, bro? Doing good. Doing good. We are
0: in the same building
1: again. We're in an underground bunker. Because it's the end of the world. Is this where we cue R.E.M.? Do
0: we feel fine?
1: We're fine. Okay. So, yes, we're going a little offbeat for this episode. Probably going to catch a little bit of flack because some of these people are going to say they're not horror.
0: Yeah, I can already tell you that <clears throat> there's two on my list that people are going to be like, that's not horror. There's definitely sci-fi. Maybe we'll mix them with like a little bit of action, but they definitely fall under... The dystopian
1: category. Yeah, so we're doing a post-apocalyptic, end-of-the-world dystopia. But you know what? What's scary? The scariest thing, I think, in the world is humans. They are. I mean, we're animals, literally. I know people hate saying that, that we're animals, because they think we're better than, like, a dog or a bear or a platypus. I mean, bears are pretty awesome. I mean, dogs are pretty cool. Platypuses, aren't they like poisonous? Are they? I don't know. They're like fucking freaks of nature.
0: They're like four-legged ducks.
1: But anyway, <laughs> my point is that we're no better than wild beasts. What would you do for your kids? In that scenario? In any scenario. I'd kill for them. You'd do anything. Do anything. All right. And and you're just a regular guy. Yeah. When people are back into a corner, they'll do whatever the fuck they want want to do, have to do, need, need to, to do, do to survive. So I mean that's basically where we're at for all these movies. People are in these situations and they have to survive and they go to some crazy lengths to make sure that happens. So it's uh I fuck fucked up my note, whatever. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> we flipping a coin, what are we doing?
0: Yeah, you're hosting. Why don't why don't uh why don't you go first? Oh.
1: Alright I'm getting this one out of the way I really like this movie It was a little slow But I, I really enjoyed it <clears throat> The clock stopped at 117 There was a long sheer of bright light then a series of low concussions I think it's October But I can't be sure I haven't kept a calendar for years Blah 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 Within a year There were fires on the ridges And deranged chanting There has been cannibalism Cannibalism is the great fear. Mostly I worry about food. Always food. Food and the cold and our shoes. Sometimes I tell the boy old stories of courage and justice. Difficult as they are to remember. All I know is the child is my warrant. And if he is not the word of God, then God never spoke. The Road. 2009 movie. Based off a novel by Cormac McCarthy, music by Nick Cave, Viggo Mortensen, Charlie Theron, Robert Duvall, Garrett Dylan Hunt, Michael K. Williams. This is a story of a man and boy, and they're literally credited as man and boy. They're just doing the best they can to survive, forced to scavenge in the wasteland with a lingering cough. They travel to the ocean with not much more than two bullets, dwindling hope and faith. That they are the good guys. I don't think I've ever heard of this one. Never heard of The Road? I don't think so. I believe it's free on Tubi. You should definitely check it out. It's a a little slow, but like, as he said, there's some cannibalism. There are some roving gangs. uh, But basically, they're on the road. And they're walking. And then they're walking. And then there's more walking.
0: So it's like... Season 4 of The Walking Dead.
1: Yes, there's a lot of walking. <laughs> but I, I really like it. It's cool. Uh it's bleak, man. Uh, a lot of these can be summed up if by one word, it would be bleak.
0: You know word, you know we
1: we don't use that word enough. Bleak. It's probably a good thing. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's, but
0: I don't know.
1: Just saying. You know what two words I don't use enough?
0: I'm dying. <laughs> Alright, so my number 10. This one, I actually watched this last night, and I debated putting it on my list, but then I thought, like, you know what? I'm going to put it on my list, because I actually kind of liked their thought process on this. The Night Eats the World.
1: The Night Eats the World. Yes. This that sounds bleak.
0: <laughs> it's bleak, especially for Sam. Uh, Sam, uh, he's a musician he's living in paris and he decides to visit his ex-girlfriend fanny uh to recover some music tapes yes literally tapes nice cassettes um, cassette tapes the, there are these things They are
1: rectanglish i think we've it did, we've told people what cassettes okay. are people know what cassettes are i feel like not everyone I, I think there's a lot of movies about the end of the world involving cassette
0: tapes it could be um <clears throat> anyways uh They were left in her possession. Fanny is holding a party and kind of brushes them off, you know, a bunch of times. So he's all pissy and, you know, drinks the night away. And um, so on his way up to his like the office, uh, he gets bumped into by a party goer. And um, once he's going to grab these tapes, he he starts his nosebleed or whatever, and he passes out. Now, while he's passed out, uh, sounds of chaos erupt uh there's screaming, there's yelling, there's all sorts of shit like that. Uh he sleeps through the whole thing. The next morning, zombie apocalypse. Oh boy. Yes. Uh he wakes up to just blood everywhere. Shit's destroyed. <clears throat> he sees a family across the street like through the window. Uh one of their family members have like turned and, you know, he's just like what the fuck is going on? And these are these are ones that like at the any s- Bit of sound, they come in hordes. I mean, they're fast and, and all that. And essentially, normally, you know you, you know, you grab your supplies and you go out and you're, you know, you're trying to find other people and you're killing them left and right. That's not what Sam does. Sam kind of just like chills in the apartment. <laughs> so I, I feel like this is shit that like I would do. It's like, why are you fucking going out there? <laughs>
1: John, why do I have to be the one that kills them all?
0: There, there's a room over here with like a drum set and he, he's a musician. So he's like, I'm going
1: to chill here. I'm going to play. So the game. slightest sound causes hordes of zombies. <laughs> so he, he found that out. To drum.
0: <laughs> so he found that out and he's just like, oh, that's what they do. Um, Yeah. And there's one that's kind of stuck in an elevator. I think his name was Arthur and he just kind of like talks to him from time to time.
1: But it's like him. Arthur try- is a, a human a, or a zombie? A zombie. Okay. So, you know, does he, a zombie no, he take doesn't. part in the conversation? He's this a good listener?
0: Uh, he's a very good listener.
1: Okay.
0: Um, he comes across another person. Uh, so there, there is later in the movie. So there is hope that there are potentially other people out there, but essentially like the, like the whole movie is like him just kind of surviving and kind of I feel like that's what a lot of people would do is just not try to go out and I I, I like I like that different take on on the on the zombie
1: aspect yeah just just hunker down and see what happens
0: kind of a slow movie but it was it was different
1: cool uh all right hey before we go any further what is a dystopia it is an imagined state or society in which there is great suffering or injustice typically one that is totalitarian or post apocalyptic so that's uh, a pretty broad statement yeah so i i mean a bunch of mine like some in are... imagined
0: hmm. see but i don't think it has to be post apocalyptic though
1: well it doesn't it says or post apocalyptic okay
0: cuz like some of mine are just like fucked
1: up societies yeah I mean, there's always the joke that like, we're living in the worst dystopia right now. But if you think about it, I mean, there's some fucked up shit going on. Like in the news today, I saw that uh, the Taliban in Afghanistan are forcing women to cover up from head to toe. And I mean, in America, you're like, oh, 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 that's fucking crazy. But like, we're like banning abortions. It's like, it's just a different type of dystopia like what is this the handmaid's fucking tale i haven't seen any of that but my wife loves that show i haven't seen it either i just know it's 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 not a good place for women
0: no like what she told me it's actually pretty fucked up and it actually kind of intrigued me a little bit i'm like that actually kind of sounds like something i'd watch
1: yeah yeah so fucked up shit going on um yeah my number nine going back to 1984 Since before recorded time, it had swung through the universe in an elliptical orbit so large that its very existence remained a secret of time and space. Scientists predicted a light show of stellar proportions, something not seen on Earth for 65 million years. Indeed, not since the time that the dinosaurs disappeared virtually overnight. There were a few who saw this as more than a coincidence, but most didn't. Boom, 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 boom.
0: Night of the Comet. I didn't get to that one. I saw that like Lauren had posted it, and I was like, I got to get to that one. I didn't get to it.
1: This is like the perfect movie for The Last Drive-In. It is, it's fun. It's campy. It's goofy. It's awesome. It takes place 11 days before Christmas. Two sisters played by Catherine Mary Stewart. You know her from Weekend at Bernie's and Kelly Maroney. So they are Reggie and Sam Belmont, two Valley girls, lucky enough to survive the initial apocalypse only to face the creepazoid zombie infested dystopia ahead. I had to say creepazoid, because that was another movie that I got <laughs> to that's really fun, but I uh, didn't make the list. Uh yeah, also Mary Warrenoff, Michael Bowen, Joss Whedon. Did I say his name?
0: I that's how I anyway, it. Anyway, he
1: used Kelly's character as inspiration for Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: Really? Yeah, so
1: basically they sleep through the comet, sh- the comet show. Is that what it is? You know, the it, comet it's going a show. Over, over overhead It's kind of like a maximum overdrive type of thing. They get caught in the tail of the comet <clears throat> and everyone just gets vaporized. You know, not everyone, because for some reason, some people turn into zombie type creatures that just want to, like, kill you. Um, and then there's these crazy scientists that want a science. They just want a science? And science is bad. I mean, I feel like science could be good. Well, they're using it for evil. Okay. Or, you know, just want to use people as guinea pigs for their good science. But yeah, this movie was really fun. Fun soundtrack. You know, typical early 80s horror movie. Real fun. Check it out. Nice.
0: So my number nine. This could probably be on the category of maybe not so much horror, but my wife and I saw this. This was actually a YouTube Red movie a few years back called The Thinning. The Thinning. The Thinning. Apparently, this is before I realized that Logan Paul was a douche canoe. <laughs> uh, <clears throat>
1: so
0: it's, uh, this came out 2016. Uh, it's 2039. I feel like this is kind of how all these dystopian movies are. Earth is overpopulated,
1: yeah, there's a lot of people yeah
0: uh United Nations declare that all nations must annually cut their population by five percent uh the u s. implements a ten dash two four one or the thinning, a standardized test in which those who fail are
1: executed well, damn so I, I kind of figured that they'd go after like homeless people or. No, first, or, so, or maybe that was last year's five percent.
0: Uh, maybe so. Obviously, if that was,
1: this was, you know, in
0: our situation, um, oh, maybe now I might pass, but in high school I probably wouldn't have passed.
1: Well, I think that's something that you might have studied for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a big test that that might actually have some implications for your life. Yes. Uh,
0: so Blake Redding, uh, the son of Texas Governor Dean Redding. Uh, he's dating a girl named Ellie Harper, played by Peyton List, who's uh, – you know her as Tori on Cobra Kai, or at least some of our listeners do.
1: I was going to say, isn't she on Disney shows?
0: She's uh, – she was in Jesse and Bunked.
1: Yes. Actually, kind of entertaining shows. But, anyway. Yeah, the kids watch those shows a lot. I could probably tell you the plot of many episodes. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, anyway, uh, neither of whom study for the exam – but Blake passes the exams while Ellie fails. Blake calls his father an attempt to free Ellie but he refuses, you know, she fucking failed, so she's apparently got to die. Yeah. Uh on the day of the, his last exam a year later, Blake makes a video saying that he will purposely fail his exam to test his father's loyalty. Uh reading takes you notice. You have to
1: take the test every year.
0: Annually, yeah.
1: Like I in think case up to up to you, a in certain she got like wicked dumb all of a sudden. Yeah,
0: like up to a certain age. Um, so I'm guessing, like, once you turn 18, like, you don't have to take blank like, mm-hmm. anymore. Um, so anyway, um, he takes notice of this announcement, and uh, test manager, Mason King, head of the Department of Population Control, is ordered by him to pass him, regardless of his score. Uh, so the scores are switched around. Teacher, Miss Birch, who uh, secretly... Ha- so he switched tests with, like, a class genius like who's she like she studies relentlessly for this test so and now she's gonna die she's gonna die but the teacher uh hands her a key card so she can unlock the doors and escape because she knows like she got fucked over right um blake backs out of the out of the school allowing lana uh, to escape uh it, it's like I said, not really horror. I mean, there's a lot of like blood and shit in it, but like as as like a parent knowing like that their lives determine or or are based
1: uh, the also, tests.
0: Yeah, like the tests determine like their their fate and like you know, like that that's got to be pretty pretty like nerve wracking because uh, they show like a classroom with like all the girl like the young girls like taking tests. I'm going, oh. Yeah, that's I, fucked up. You know, when you see someone come up with like failure, 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 <laughs> and you're like, no, <laughs> I, it, that's it's horrible. Like I said, I mean, it's it's more um, sci-fi, I guess, than, than like anything, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty cool concept.
1: Hmm. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, so where are we? Number eight. Sorry, my notes kind of switched around. I saw another movie and had to squeeze it in. So, number eight, we're going back to 1981, but we're also going into the future. Way into the future of 1988. <laughs> that's, that's, that's If you're going to make a movie about the future, you might want to set it maybe a, a century ahead. Not just, like, a few years. Give it at least 30. Back yeah. to the Future did 30. Yeah, and I mean, we were already past the future. It's true. All right, so anyway. In 1988, oh, the best part about this is narrated by Jamie Lee Curtis. In 1988, the crime rate in the United States rises 400%. The once great city of New York becomes the one maximum security prison for the entire country. The United States police force, like an army, is encamped around the island. There are no guards inside the prison, only prisoners and the worlds they have made. The rules are simple. Once you go in, you don't come out escape from new york probably not on a horror list but it's pretty horrific the shit that goes down within the island of manhattan it it's john carpenter he's awesome so it actually takes place in 1997 1988 is when when the The world goes to shit no it came out okay '81. 81 that's right we got Kurt Russell, Ernest Borgnine, Donald Pleasance, Isaac Motherfucking Hayes, Adrian Barbeau, Harry Dean Stanton. Kurt Russell plays Snake Plissken. He's headed to the prison island, but he's giving he's given an ultimatum. He's got twenty four hours to extract the president in return for his freedom. So it's basically do this or die. So basically, terrorists take over Air Force One. The president gets launched out into a escape pod, and he's somewhere in the city. He's got a tracking bracelet, and I mean, that doesn't really do shit. It's Like within the first five minutes, you find out that some bum has the tracking bracelet, <laughs> and, and uh, Snake has to, you know, maneuver through this this new society, which is basically run by gangs. Isaac Hayes has a cool like Escalade that has chandelier hood ornaments, and it's just it's just <laughs> chaos and. And a lot of shooting and you're the Duke. You're the Duke. Hey, number one, baby. I love this movie. And John Carpenter, you know, he does not disappoint. He does the soundtrack. And, you know, it, I, I I don't know. I listened to the soundtrack. I think it's cool. This movie's I, I, awesome.
0: I'm sure, I'm sure I've listened to the soundtrack at one point. When did um, Escape, was it the second one, Escape from L.A.?
1: <laughs> was that when?
0: 98? Wow, was that far ahead, right? Yeah. I feel like that one wasn't as good. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. Yeah, I, the idea was cool. It was just and I actually I did like that movie. It's just I think it gets a lot of flack because of the the surfing scene. It yeah. looks bad. They could have done without that that scene.
0: Yeah. Fair enough.
1: But they wanted Peter Fonda. <laughs> <So> I guess. <laughs>
0: All right, so my number seven, this is probably the last of, of my, like, is it horror, is it not horror, sci-fi, dystopian kind of, kind of stuff. We're going to go a little bit further in the future from 2039, and we're going to go to 2043. Whoa. Uh, this was, I want to say it was a Netflix movie, uh, came out in 2017, called What Happened to Monday? Who cares? Mondays suck. Well, six other people cared what happened to Monday. Uh, Six people? Actually, seven other people cared what happened to Monday. Okay. Okay. Uh, Again, overpopulation uh, has called the world, caused a worldwide crisis resulting in a strict one-child policy uh, enforced by the Child Allocation Bureau. Kind of similar to like the thinning, but this is different. Um, (laughs) Okay. All except the el- eldest children are put into cryo sleep um, so they're ba- not killed they're not killed so a lot well, of money' uh, so, to
1: keep these people around
0: so the yeah so the, so the, the the deal is they're put into cryo sleep, um, electronic bracelets like um track all the citizens, but it, it's supposed to be like you know when this great utopia like happens, we're going to wake everybody up and it's going to be a beautiful world that's that's their plan. They're reasoning. Uh, Karen Setman dies while giving birth to identical septuplets. Oh, my. Uh, their grandfather and Karen's father, Terrence, names them all after the days of the week. So they're-, they're all,
1: uh, I get it. What uh, happened on Monday?
0: Uh-huh. Um, and trains them to pose as a single individual named after their mother. So they they all go out. Their own name is all Karen.
1: There's so a lot of Karens going oh, on. Oh, jeez! I knew that was going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and then they have to come back home and, you know, report the day's stuff. So, like, the next person can be ready for it. Monday, I guess, gets into, you know, conversation with a guard at, like, wherever her job, wherever her job is. And one day, Monday just disappears. Like, after she she goes for a promotion... Uh, which she ended up getting from Jerry, a competitor. Um, so he like he is trying to like blackmail her and all that stuff after she got a promotion. But yeah, all of a sudden she disappears and then basically like the rest of the movie, the father is played by Willem Dafoe. Oh, cool.
1: Um
0: well, he did actually he did a really good job. And um, so basically it all starts with Tuesday. Tuesday's starting to retrace her steps and all this stuff and trying to find out what happened to Monday. And uh-huh. there's there's some there's a there's a twist like at the like at the end of the movie uh, so Glenn Close plays like the the head of the child allocation right uh bureau or whatever, and they they find out what's actually happening to the people put it in cryo sleep so Very like 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 I said again, another kind of like sci fi thing, but it was I really liked that concept of you know putting somebody you know six people. Posing as one,
1: right? Thing. Cool. All right. So for my number seven, I'm going a little,
0: Isn't this number little six? rogue.
1: Number six. What? Are we on six? Oh I, no, you're on. Right. I'm on seven. Okay. I think I said seven, but I, that was actually my number eight. See, my, my 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 list is all fucked up, and now I'm confused. My number seven, going rogue. Back on uh, October 31st, 2010. Halloween night. The Patriots played the Vikings. They beat them 28 to 18. What does that have to do with my pick? Nothing. I was in a great mood is all I needed to say. Frank Darabont directed the first episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, I stayed away from TV shows on this one. I could not not... Put this on there because it's awesome. And it's about to be in the last part of the last season. So yeah, I, I'm feeling it, man. I know a lot of people fell off on The Walking Dead. But you got to admit, I mean, that was- I've actually heard this last season is really good. It is really good. And 12 years, that's got to speak for something. It does. Uh, the cast, I cannot name them all. There are 930 <laughs> acting credits. That's that's a lot of people. But, I mean, you know the story. Zombies. People. Oh, the people are bad. They're worse than the zombies. Ah, brains. You know, zombies. Awesome. Walkers. A lot of great music. Oh, they're walkers. They're biters. They're a lot of other things that other people call I it. I feel like every group called them something different. Yeah. And it's funny because not one person thought to say, they're just fucking zombies. Why are you all calling him some stupid?
0: Did they purposely not say zombies?
1: Yes. Okay. I, I, like, I thought I read that. That was just like in... Didn't they do that in Shaun of the Dead, too? But don't say the Z-word. Maybe.
0: Pete.
1: Okay. Moving on.
0: All right. So, my number seven. This one, I was kind of surprised that I liked. I, um... I caught this on, again, it was like one of those, if you watch this, you may like this, (laughs) like like kind of things. And um, so this is uh, 2015 with Maggie. Maggie. Maggie, uh, starring starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Abigail Breslin. Surprisingly really good. Um, It was cool to see a different side of like Arnold's ability like acting ability uh so so basically present day
1: it's it, not a tumor,
0: well no, it was not a tumor what it was does different. your
1: daddy do <laughs> who's your daddy, and what does he do?
0: He looks if vagina's all day long.
1: <laughs> I'll be back
0: <laughs> so this is uh it came out in two thousand and fifteen uh present day midwestern u s uh society struggles to function in the aftermath of a Zombie pandemic, they call it necroambulism. Oh god. <laughs> uh barely it says barely under control. But the, the thing is, like like so Maggie Vogel, played by Breslin, uh, calls her father from a broken city under curfew. Uh her voicemail urges her, you know, not to come find me. And that like she loves him. She was so she basically she was bitten. And knowing she only has a few weeks before uh you know she turns. so like in this one they turn very slowly
1: hmm. yeah, weak um, sense. yeah
0: so they actually like they'll they'll send them to quarantine like once it's past the point of no return but like in the times before that like you can still be around other people like you're still it seems
1: risky like wouldn't the people that are gonna head to quarantine like couldn't there be some people that just run well, there's
0: there's di- there's different signs like it's once you start, like, smelling the other person as, like, food. Or, like, I know it's, like, a shitty, like, a, a corny way to say it. But, like, once, they're, like, oh, like, there was, like, one scene where she's, like, oh, like, somebody cooking bacon? Oh, and she's, oh, it must be, like, you know, daddy downstairs, or, like, whatever. And, like, he's not even in the house. So, it's, like, that that that's, like, a sign. But, like, you know, they have weekly doctor's appointments. Right. Where, you know, to see how things are, like, progressing...
1: Or degressing.
0: Or degressing, exactly. And so basically, you know, he's he's fighting this whole time with himself as to like, you know, she's getting worse. Like at one point, like she cuts her finger and this black like shit comes out of him and she cuts off her finger, like trying to stop everything.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And so, you know, he's with living with the decision. It's like, okay, do I put her in quarantine? Do I put her out of her misery? Do I just let her go? Like, what do I do? Kind of thing. And um, it was. Do you know
1: what you do? say Hasta la vista baby
0: <laughs> So I mean there's no not a whole lot of like real gore in the movie it's not really a typical zombie movie like a, again like another like different kind of side I feel like they're trying to do other things other than like your typical like zombie stuff Cool
1: Yeah I uh wasn't even on my radar I don't it's, even know it's if I've never even heard of it Yeah nice. it's, it's it's pretty good Man, it doesn't seem like we're going to have a lot of doubles on this one. There are a lot more dystopian, post-apocalyptic, end-of-the-world movies than I had thought. Definitely, definitely love the, love the genre. So for my number six, yeah, we are going to, well, I guess it doesn't say what year this is. This is today, motherfuckers. Watch out. You probably already know what happened. Then again, you might not, you might not even give a shit. But I'm going to tell you anyway, we all went about our daily lives oblivious to how bad things were in the world. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds like today. And then they hit the reset button, erasing all their problems along with the hundreds of millions of lives. No one saw it coming. The end. So basically, did I even say what movie it was yet? No. 2018, The Domestics. Starring Kate Bosworth, who just did the the narration, although it sounded like me. Great movie. So it starts off with these kids getting out of school, and you just see all of these planes flying overhead, and you see the uh, the chemtrails. They're like they gassed the world, and like it was immediate. Like one kid's looking up, and his nose just starts bleeding. And apparently everyone died. She said the lucky ones were dead in seconds as for the rest of us immune to the black poison. We had to decide hang on to the civility of the past or become savages in a new dark future. So I'd already written down my list. I was done. I was like sweet. And then I came across this movie and I had to rearrange my whole list. I kicked off a movie This was just so much fun. It starts off with this married couple. And even in the opening scene, you see like one of their pictures got ripped apart. So it's like two separate pieces of the picture. And and you see someone taping them back together. (laughs) And you're like, okay. So obviously their relationship is in turmoil. You find out that they were going through a divorce when the end of the world happened. And she's trying to move on. And he's trying to win her back, basically. And they take a trip to Beertown, Milwaukee.
0: I'd like to go there.
1: That's where her parents are, and she wants to she wants to see her parents. It also stars Tyler Hoakland. He plays Superman in uh, in some show. Supergirl or something. Anyway, so they're Nick West in Nina Monroe. She makes a makes a point to say that her last name is Monroe at one point, and it's like, ooh, ouch! Lance Reddick is in this, so really cool way that they do some of the um, exposition. Hey, this is Crazy Al. You're listening to K I L U. Let's kill you radio. This is going out to the domestics. Watch out for all those crazy people wearing masks. Because apparently every different gang, they all wear different <laughs> types of masks. So you got the gamblers, the sheets. The sheets basically go around like ghosts. They're wearing sheets. You've got the plowboys, nailers, cherries. That's the women gang. And the domestics. So the domestics are basically people that are trying to live life like it used to be and not get affiliated with a gang. Um, they they it goes quick. I feel like it's only an hour and a half, if that, and it goes by really quick. There's a lot of action. There's some fucking cool violence, and yeah, it's a love story, a rocky love story. But I really enjoyed it, so it definitely had to be my my number six because it was awesome.
0: Nice. I think I saw that. I think I saw that on a couple lists. You know. You know, related, I went in searching through, like, you know, private always comes up with related like stuff. I want to say I did see that.
1: Yeah, I I think I was just going through Tubi and I just randomly came across it. And then when I saw the, the description, I was like, huh, no shit. That just happens to be what we're doing for an episode. I guess I can watch one more. And I loved it. Wicked cool. All right, then. So my
0: number six, we're going to jump to, well, now.
1: Now. Now, now. Like, now, now.
0: So, in 2022.
1: Uh Oh, that is now. That is now. Unless you're listening to this next year. Then it was then. Yes but
0: when will then be now? I feel like we already did that.
1: But Oof. the cumulative effects of
0: over-population, pollution, and the apparent climate catastrophe.
1: So far, a lot of these movies could have been solved if people didn't like to fuck so much.
0: Yeah, but it also people like to fuck. Yeah.
1: What is life without that? That's a dystopia. Yes.
0: Yeah, so it has caused a worldwide catastrophe, uh, caused by caused severe worldwide shortages of food, water, housing. There what movie f- is this? We're going to go 2022 in New York, Soylent Green. Ah, okay. There's 40 million people.
1: It's people! In New York. It's people!
0: There's 40 million people in New York City alone. Like, that's insanity right
1: there. Oh, man. Imagine trying to catch the subway. And like the open. Or the get open a cab? End, It's hard to get a cab now.
0: The opening of the movie is, and it's not funny, ironic, but like, you know, they show, you know, generations of like pictures of like the 1800s and, you know, they slowly move up and then there's population, there's traffic jams, there's people wearing masks and like, and all this stuff. And you're like, wow, that's kind of now. Um, So anyway, like only the city's elite can afford Spacious apartments, which, you know, are probably like
1: this. That sounds like New York already.
0: Exactly. Oh, even Boston too. Like like even they're crazy. Uh, Clean water, natural food. Uh, The homes of the elite are fortified with private security, bodyguards uh, for their tenants, and usually include concubines who are referred to as furniture and serve the tenants as slaves. What? People are furniture? People are referred to as furniture, but they are concubines.
1: Oh, that's a nice way to say footstool. Yes.
0: Uh, Within the city, uh, there's uh, Detective Frank Thorne um, and his aged friend Saul Roth. Thorne is played by uh, Charlton Heston. Uh, He's high And his friend Saul Is a highly intelligent Former college professor And police analyst Referred to as A a book Uh, Thorne is basically tasked With Investigating the murder Of a wealthy And influential Influential William Simonson A board member Of the Soylent Corporation Now you have Soylent Yellow And Soylent Red Who are supposed to be These like Like your vegetable Like stuff Right And then this new Stuff called Soylent Green. And, uh, you know, he's like, like I said, he's he's murdered. So he basically he's trying to figure out like who who did it and all stuff that stuff that the police department's trying to, you know, like, just 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 put it like just stop. Just put it away. Put it away. Like, it's, it's not a big deal. Like, forget about it. And then obviously, I mean, this movie is fuck God knows how old. I, I feel like at this point, everybody knows that like Soylent Green is basically people. made up with with the remains of like the dead.
1: Yeah. I mean, Charlton Heston did such a great job delivering the line that everyone knows the twist. Yeah, it's just like when he's on the beach and he sees the Statue of Liberty. He's like, "Damn you, damn you, apes!" <laughs> like you know.
0: But I mean, it's it it it's still. I mean, it's it it, it like it hits you because you're like, "Holy shit!" Like, how far are we from that?
1: Well, it would be Monsanto green. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But but yeah, no, it's it's really good. It's an oldie. I definitely, definitely recommend checking that one out if you haven't seen it already.
1: Nice. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this half. So we'll see you next week for part two of Dystopia. And I, I guess we're just going to hang out here in the, in the bunker. We've got enough provisions to last us for, well, I got enough beer for... Yeah, Jeremy might not make it to the next episode. Uh, well,
0: let's see, it's 4.18 now, so I'm guessing probably by, like, I don't know,
1: good to, like, six. <laughs> All right, so follow us on Twitter. We're at fans of the Dead one That's the number one. Reach out to us at fansofthedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, drop <laughs> us a line.
0: Yeah. Uh, we are on Instagram fans of the dead podcast uh, we are on Facebook fans of the dead go to our website fansofthedead.com we uh, are also on the prescribed films podcast network check us out uh, there's a lot of shows there different variety of things for for everybody there's something for everybody on that uh, on that page go to prescribedfilms.com
1: go to our yep. website fansofthedead.com buy some swag Jeremy's wearing a new cool hat. Yes, I'm excited about this hat. Cool. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. So, till next time, have fun. Be safe. Peace.